ever mentioned what Grant and I refer to as Crumb going into adventure mode? No. <laughs> okay. I was trying to remember the other day if I'd ever talked about it. But he, when we're on walks, he sometimes just gets like he's in a little groove and he has to walk on, you know, the little part of the sidewalk. Like there's the like the curb, basically. There's like the curb. Right. And then there's like a little usually there's like a little piece of like gravel or whatever. And then the actual sidewalk. Okay. Um, and he'll get in this mood where he has to walk on the little curb and like balance and like run along it. And we go, oh, he's in adventure mode. OK, because he's like so jazzed on it. And he becomes such a like it's such a kid thing to do where it's like, yeah. you know, they're like walking along and balancing. Um, and it's so cute. and It's so funny because also as we've talked about he's a he's a chunky boy and he does slip like almost every time eventually in a way and then he looks up and gets a little bit embarrassed and it's like it's okay bud you can get back up (laughs) um yeah he was doing he was we had a big big adventure mode last night i think that's so cute after it rains i've noticed he does it more i think there's more smells in the air and he gets excited and is like all right, Adventure Crumb is here. That is so, so sweet. Really cute. Just the, Also because he just looks like a kind of like a little old man. <laughs> so like the idea of him like needing to walk on the, on, the, on the thing like a little kid is so cute. Yeah, I forget that he's not an old dog because he's yeah. just, that's his vibe. But then sometimes he does something, I'm like, right, you're a kid. Yeah. You're just a kid. Um, how's, how's Percy this week? Percy's good. She turned four years old. Yes. So she had a birthday. Um, we got her this fish that flops. Yeah. And she went crazy for it. <laughs> I will post the video. Yes. She was so excited. It's very cute. Um, so she had a good birthday and then I saw Simba, mm-hmm. which was, he was just, He's just such a happy, happy boy. He just loves his people so much. At one point, he was sat on the sofa watching a film and he was just like lying across my mum's sister and me. And my mum was like scratching his butt and my sister was scratching his belly and I was scratching his head. And he honestly looked like he entered like a state of paralysis. Like it was such bliss. He was just like, oh yeah, this 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 is life like this, this is it this is it um but then I felt really bad because when we left he and mum went on a walk and he obviously he loves it when all his people walk together I think it's because like he's a little pack pack mm-hmm. animal so the three of us were walking and he was so happy and then me and my sister like turned off to go home and he was like running after us and then just kept like like looking from us to mum as if to be like you're just gonna let them walk away like what <laughs> Where are they? Are we not? We're not going with them. And me and my sister are like, just, just keep walking. Don't look back. Don't look back. Because we were literally going to cry. Yeah. Um, it really gets you. It yeah. Really gets you. That's even happened when um, we have friends and like we'll walk them to their car with the dogs, and the the look on their face when the, like the friend gets in the car, and they're like, "Aren't we? Why aren't we going in the? What's yeah. going on here? I thought we were all yeah. in this together." brutal it really gets you it's yeah. brutal <laughs> um this week 
we have a very fun guest. Uh, John Luke Roberts is here. Um, and he doesn't have a pet right now, but has plenty of fun uh, pet anecdotes and, and uh, friends, pets, family's pets to talk about. And also has a new podcast coming to Max Fun soon called Sound Heap, which I think everyone will like. Um, should we should we jump in? Yeah, let's do it. John Luke, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. So you don't have a pet right now, but you did mention attaching yourself to other people's pets. Yes, I try and get any opportunity I can to get close to other people's pets. I am um, very wise. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of it. It means I don't have the responsibility. The main thing is every time I thought, oh, now's the time to get a um, to get a pet. There's been something in the way. Um, so, you know, the, in in lockdown was looking into getting a dog, but they um all the shelters only allow you to take them if you have a garden, and I don't, although I live next to a massive park, so I could buy one, but then that doesn't seem to be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I was going to move to America, um, which stopped me getting one, and then didn't move to America because of a surprise divorce. And so now uh, so now I could get a dog, so now I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. But at the moment, I sort of just make myself available to dogs around me and cats yeah. around me nice nice yeah. and i mean you mentioned living next to a, a massive park and you i know where you live <laughs> that sounds quite threatening doesn't it but the massive park to which you refer is excellent for dogs it's great like, it's amazing it's, ex- it's like there are top mm. dogs in that park mm. like mm. yeah the last time I was there, I saw a giant schnauzer, and you don't see those very often, so that's exciting. What, could you describe a giant schnauzer? Because I Is don't know it, that I. So you, are you familiar with the miniature schnauzer? Oh, they sort of. They look uh, like grumpy old men. Yeah, yeah, droppy hair on the on the. Yeah, snout. yeah, yeah. Just right. that, but big, big, real big, real, real big. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, it, it was very exciting. Yeah, keep an eye out. <laughs> also, if you ever need someone to like write you a letter of recommendation to get a dog yes. and prove that you live near a park happy to do so um and i guess you, you've got good um references because you're you because do, of this yeah. podcast yes you're trustworthy. we are trusted absolutely yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, the household name in in <laughs> podcasting <laughs> um are there any pets friends pets in particular lately you've been so close to? well there's i mean i'll start on the sad note which is that my brother uh, his dog died shortly ago, who was the closest thing to having a dog that I had, probably. Yeah. Um, that was Zebedee, who's a Springer Spaniel. <gasps> such a really, good name. Such a good dog uh, and such a good name. Yeah. yeah. He was lovely. Really sort of the perfect family dog, I think. A bit dopey, some <laughs> personality, <laughs> um, likes to go so- out and run and also very happy to sort of sit there with his head on your knee. Um oh. And my relationship with him didn't start that well because I was looking after him when my sister-in-law was uh, in labour and he stole, in this big park near me, <laughs> I let him off the lead and he st- it was a really hot day and everyone was having picnics and he managed to steal an entire baguette, <laughs> sort of like a, you know, a full-size uh, baguette uh, filled with, I don't know, ham. or And then I, I apologised profusely to the family and chased him, but he thought it was a game. So I ended up running about a mile and a half, trying to get him to give it back. And then finally got him, like, I sat down, he sat down, he wouldn't let go of it. At which point I realised 
that the father of that family had been chasing me after I was chasing the dog with the baguette <laughs> and then demanded um, demanded payment for the baguette. So I ended up sort of shiftily handing over... Um, well, no, because then I went to hand him £10, which was all I had, and he wasn't offering change. Um, <laughs> and then I saw that he dragged his 10-year-old son along as well. No! And he, made, and he said, it's his baguette. And I had to give £10 to this 10-year-old boy. Well, Zebedee was completely oblivious. Um, also, £10 for a baguette. Oh, it was steep. It was ridiculous. He was in the wrong, but it was nice because I had definitely been in the wrong to begin with. Um, mm. So it was nice to end up sort of, not you know, I was not yeah. the worst person in Absolutely. that, in that uh, exchange. For sure. For sure. Mm. And maybe I'm just That's biased crazy. because of, like, you know, ha loving dogs. But if a dog steals my baguette, I think I'm pretty excited about it, to be honest. It's... If you have a picnic mm -hmm. in an area with dogs... Mm -hmm. You should mm -hmm. keep an eye out for the dogs or go to the bit of the park where dogs aren't allowed in. Mm -hmm. That's my... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although I guess in America, there's not so many... You, you, you have to keep the dog on the leash more yeah. often than here, yeah. right? Yeah. Unless you're in yeah. like a designated like dog park and that's usually mm -hmm. a smaller section. Um, but yeah. So, so I, I hear I think you could get more mad about it because... Yeah, it, maybe, you know. maybe we do need more designated dog parks here. But equally mm -hmm. like... I've I've had things stolen from picnics by dogs. I've had our dogs do the same. Everyone who I've ever encountered has just laughed. Like it's just quite funny to it's see really like funny. a little dog come up like a kind of thief in the night and squirm yeah. off yeah, with, with a piece of picnic food. I just think it's 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 funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's like ants carrying away a whole leg of lamb. It's delightful. It is. It's yes, the animal it's kingdom hilarious. doing what they should do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially if it's like oversized like a baguette and a small dog like it was it was perfect it looked like yeah. a cartoon oh have you ever i've always wanted to see in the real world a dog running from a butcher shop with a string of sausages coming out uh, of his mouth and a butcher uh, chasing after waving some sort of implement i'd love to see that really i would love to see that like mm. in the same way th this is smaller but i get really excited when my dogs pee on a fire hydrant just because it's such a classic yes. image. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Classic so it, it, that's like that times 10, though. Like that's the ultimate mm -hmm. dog sighting. We should come I, um... up with a bingo card <gasps> where you can fill in these. <laughs> yes. Like... <laughs> Absolutely. That would be so good. Zebedee apparently then like a very appropriate name for him. Like him just sort of springing off with the. Absolutely. The, the baguette, yeah. you know. Zebedee. Like yeah. Sense. Yeah. Do you have the magic roundabout in America, Alexis? Is that a thing? A magic roundabout. Oh, what makes it magic? Okay, so the magic roundabout was um, a TV show. I know it because my mom grew up being obsessed with it, and then we had all the old VHSs, so I watched them when I was little. Um, and I don't know what makes the magic roundabout magic. It just is, <laughs> and all these creatures live there. And Zebedee is like a spring, a man with a, a spring. Yeah, like He's a like, jack in the box. Oh. Yeah. yeah, with a spring. And then there's a dog called Dougal. And there's mm. like other characters. Is that Ermintrude is the cow, I think. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. There's, it's um, very like, it, it's giving, we made this in the 70s when we were all on shrooms. It's and actually, kind of well, yes. I think it was originally a French, I think, animation. I mean, this, uh, correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. Uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. <laughs> th whoever whoever adapted <laughs> it, I think it was quite a loose adaptation script wise. So they took the original animation and put you, and uh, it's it sort of, I, the, 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 Urban legend is it's full of drug references. Mm. Um, it's certainly quite trippy. 
It's very um, trippy. Yeah. And you've got oh. a, a sort of stoner of a rabbit or a hare, I think. Okay. Yeah. Here's the intel. Yeah. So it was French first, and then it was the Magic Roundabout, and then it was released here in the United States as Dougal in 2006. <laughs> sure. Uh, and it had only Ian McKellen's performance was retained while Kylie Minogue redubbed her role from the UK release. So, Wait, so there's a Kylie there's a Kylie version? Kylie Minogue, apparently. Oh my oh my word. Wow. Hang on. And so they they um they branded that as a sort of Dougal centric. <laughs> I don't know that Dougal was the protagonist the of the character. Magic Roundabout. I'd have to Yeah. Also they it's like I'm just renaming Chi as Frasier and saying it's yeah. a spin-off now. <laughs> they changed the spelling of Dougal. Which is also interesting to me because it was like it used in the UK version, it's D-O-U-G-A-L. But the American version is D-O-O-G-A-L. Yeah, because they were just like, otherwise Americans are going to say Duggle. Duggle. Oh, Duggle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be like favorite, you know, with the U versus without. And everyone has their, yeah, yeah, their yeah. Dougal and the Dougal. Um, <laughs> wonderful. Did you grow up with any pets? Yes, a lot of pets. Ooh. I think at one point in the house we had seven snakes, an iguana, a Labrador, two cats, and a hamster. Maybe at the same time, maybe not. I mean, risky to keep hamsters in, in the house with snakes. Yes. Yeah, so I think maybe I mean, they, were, they were different times. I need to really hear about these snakes. Like, Well, the, they were officially my sisters. Mm-hmm. Um. I think my brother, my brother left for university and then and then came back to find that his room had been completely taken over with snake tanks. <laughs> you said seven. She wasn't happy about. Yeah, I think at one wow. point she had seven. Medusa was the name of one of them. Oh, Classic. So good. And I can't remember any of the other names, but they were you know they were all non venomous. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them escaped, but was eventually found again. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wow. It's funny, I think I'd have more stories about the snakes, but basically there were just snakes there. That yeah. was how I grew up, the snakes. That's just, but I, I kind of, I'm really curious about the existence of seven of them. Like, was she collecting I'd... them like Horcruxes? Like, what, I don't understand. <laughs> like, how did we get to seven? Well, it's an interesting question. And indeed, I haven't, I've not got an answer. <laughs> and at no, and at no point in your, like, adulthood have you turned to her and gone... So seven snakes. Well, I I will now. Um, (laughs) So just to be clear, in in your perspective, like seven snakes, totally normal and regular. I have never examined this, um, but it's it's something to bring up in therapy, I suppose. But not really. It shouldn't be my therapy. It should be hers. No, no, it should be hers. Yeah. It's just seven snakes is a lot of snakes. It's a lot of snakes. It is. It's a lot of anything, really. Um, (laughs) Well, not anything. Like it's it's not very many peas, no. I suppose. Um, but it's a lot of um, rice. Not many grains of rice. Mm-mm. It's no. uh, it's a lot of snakes. It's yeah, lot of, yeah, of for an organism of some yeah. kind. It's, yeah, that's absolutely. quite a lot of organisms. And then you, know? you say yeah, sure. an yeah, iguana yeah. also. Hmm? Did you say an iguana? There, yeah, there was an iguana called Dylan, <laughs> who because of <laughs> who lived in the kitchen in a sort of terrarium. Um, 
and my, um, and because he'd climb all over my sister and she'd um, you know scratch her all over and she was taken aside at school and um, spoken to gently about if she had any um, issues of ah oh, uh, wow what's going on at home um, <laughs> wow um, and so Dylan because mm-hmm. because when you get an iguana like of course you call him Dylan sure yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. clarifying. Look, I have never questioned it until I'm saying it out loud. I haven't really like, yeah, there's been no taking a part of this. This is just what life seven, is like. You live seven, in a house with seven snakes and an iguana. And an iguana called Dylan. Yeah. Like, of course yeah. you do. Absolutely. Just... I wonder, it's also like, it's a lot of, a lot of reptiles. Mm. Yes. Yep. Does, You're right. Does she still have them? No. No. Fascinating. Um, no, she's an anaesthetist now. And in my head, they are connected. Interesting. No, they oh. are connected. They are absolutely connected. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. What is that about? Mm. That makes total sense. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I, I, I've yet to put my finger on why, but mm. they feel like facts that should go together. They do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's to do with like, because... A lot of the snake people I've encountered are people who either have a lot of you or mean, practice sorry, you, you tattooing. You do mean people who like snakes. I do mean people that. who like snakes, not actual snake creatures. Sorry. Yes, yes. Like that tattooing. would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they either have lots of tattoos right. or practice tattooing. Mm-hmm. So there's something mm-hmm. in the, ne- the needle area. Mm. Right. That yes. speaks to snake possession for me, I think. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. God, we're getting somewhere. We're, yeah, we'll we really are. Soon, yeah. Is it the fa- is it the fangs? What what is the link? Oh, oh yes, the injecting of things into things. Yeah. Venom. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I think the there anesthesia. might also be, and I'm going to say this by first saying, you know, my sister's a very loving person and a, a loving mother, and but there's, there's something about the cold bloodedness mm-hmm. and the sort of technical mm-hmm. aspect of anesthetizing yes yes you know it's a bit like being a surgeon it's very close to that kind of you need a little bit of um i, I don't know you're sort of you know, yeah no yeah, it's absolutely. gentle yeah. it's a it's a gentle like you know you're gonna go to the big sleep for a minute and that's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. a minute hopefully if i've if i've put the quantities in right a minute <laughs> hopefully also just well. being able to be like because i could never ever ever be an anesthetist because I would accidentally give someone too big a dose. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just a bit like, mm, you know, it would mm-hmm. just kind of happen. I'd be daydreaming. And it would happen. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, a snake person wouldn't be daydreaming and accidentally mm-hmm. overdose someone. With you, you're more of a, you're more of a cook than a baker. hundred percent. That's a beautiful way of putting it. I absolutely am. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. That is fascinating. I don't know. Immediately, I'm, that just springs Breaking Bad to mind, and that's what I thought of. You're, you're oh right, yeah. <laughs> you're more of a cook. You're doing yeah. more fun drugs. You're not just putting people yeah. to sleep. <laughs> um. Okay. Were there any? I guess so. These are mostly your sisters. Were there ones that you gravitated towards as a kid? Oh well, I had a oh I had a rat. Ah. I forgot. I had a rat called Ringo. Ringo the um, rat. Ringo the rat. I named him after. I think it must have been about twelve. Um, there's a, do you know the, there's a nurse, it was quite dark actually. There's a, um, there's a nursery rhyme, ring a ring of roses. Did that make it over the Atlantic? Uh, yeah. It's slightly different here, I think, okay. but yes, because it's about so it, having, getting a, 
plague. the plague, right? Yeah, it's about yeah. the plague. Yeah. yeah, so I named him Ringo after Ringo Ringo Roses. Not, um, not after Mr. Not Star. after the Beatle, no. No, no. no. <laughs> Although that's presumably where I'd heard the name. Uh, he was lovely, very intelligent, very... Um, I can't believe you named a rat after the plague. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was a precocious child or a kind of annoying one, I guess. Um, and then genius. I, and then an, I had a cat called Pobble who was really delightful. She was such a lovely cat. She was the kind of cat where you would, um, when she was a kitten, she'd sit in my, um, I'd carry her around in my dressing gown pocket. Um, and then she was the kind of cat who'd purr if you came within about three feet of her. So if she'd oh. got into a cupboard or something, you could find where she was just by sort of walking along and standing by it, and then she'd immediately start, she'd immediately start purring. Yes. Um, she lived for a really long time, actually. I think she made about eighteen or nineteen. Wow, um, love that. So it was only it's just a couple of years ago that she that she went, but she was such a nice cat. Um, God, we had a lot of cats. There was one cat called Ginge who was a ginger cat, um, and wait. Yes, and we, we buried we buried her in the garden next to the tree, uh-huh. and then on the spot where she'd been buried, a, an orange poppy grew. <gasps> Shut up right now! Yeah. There were no other orange poppies in the street. We don't know. It, it was amazing. Wow! It really felt sort of. So mystical. you had a magic ginger cat, is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, we had a seed. Yeah, we had a yeah. seed <laughs> in cat form. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. Oh, sorry. Ginge was not a she. Ginge was a he. Yeah, most Pug, orange. Pug, which was our other orange cat, was a she, which was a surprise because you, you um, had a, she was orange. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, 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 had a, you had a cat called Pug. I wanted a pug at that point <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so, and she always seemed a bit cross, and I think it may have been because of the name. Yeah. I'll never know. <laughs> she was like, I, I know I'm not what you wanted. I know, yeah. it was. Oh, God, what a... <laughs> yeah. Well, to and be fair, you... my brother, my brother got a dog, which when he, 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 it was either a dog or a tent that he was going to be given for his birthday. And he went for the dog, but he called it Van Gogh after the tent. So there's right. a sort of history. Yeah. When he was three, he named one of our cats Black Cat because she was a black cat. And I don't know why he was allowed to name the cat, but went for the most down the line. Boom. Say what you see. We had a dog... Uh, growing up named Rabbit and that confused a oh. lot of people because we also had pet rabbits yeah it's a good name for a dog it's though it's good it's a really good name she was really fast yeah. it made sense but yeah occasionally confused I mean as as you pointed out Alexis which no one in my family realised our dog is called Simba and you were like that's a cat name <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it's a Damn. very famous cat's name very famous cat <laughs> called Simba but uh it, it suits him. And you had, so you had other dogs as well, didn't you? Luke? Well, there were two dogs. The first one, actually, no, Van Gogh was, um, oh, he died really young. That was sad. He was hit by a car. Oh. Um, oh. And then the driver sued my parents over it, which I thought was mean. What? Um, as a child, that was incomprehensible. <laughs> Even now, it doesn't, um, it doesn't That doesn't really, make any sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't seem fair, does it? Um, and then Gunner, who was, who, who was, the dog for most of my childhood who was another black Arsenal, Labrador. And Arsenal was, fans? Or... Well, his <laughs> pedigree name was Sabrina Rifleman. And, oh um, my God, sorry, what? <laughs> well, that's sorry. It, exactly. We couldn't be shouting Sabrina Rifleman in no. the park to try and get him to come back. So I think no. Gunner was the sort of um, what they went for. 
Um, he was very sweet natured. He was so. I remember he'd always apologise if. I, my, once by accident, we had this camper van, and my mum accidentally slid the door and caught his tail in it. It's really, really sad. And really? and he immediately sort of lay down with his leg in the air as if he'd done something wrong. That was him all oh. over. Really. Um, An apologetic. He was a lovely boy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I relate to that. Like. Yeah, I, I think I do it too. <laughs> um, might be something to do with our our home life, but I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's not for here. That's for that's for therapy. Yes, that's for therapy. <laughs> yeah, topic. Well, something to write down for later. Okay, we're going to take a very quick break, and then we'll be right back with more from John Luke Roberts. Oh, darling, why won't you accept my love, my dear? Even though you are a duke. I could never love you. You, you borrowed a book from me and never returned it. (gasps) Save yourself from this terrible fate by listening to Reading Glasses. We'll help you get those borrowed books back and solve all your other reader problems. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Sound Heap with John Luke Roberts is a real podcast made up of fake podcasts like... If you had a cupboard in your lower back, what would you keep in it? So I'm going to say mugs. A little yogurt and a spoon. A small handkerchief that was given to me by my grandmother on her deathbed. Maybe some spare honey? I'd keep batteries in it. I'd pretend to be a toy. If I had a cupboard in my lower back, I'd probably fill it with spines. If you had a cupboard in your lower back, what would you keep in it? Doesn't exist. We made it up for Sound Heap with John Luke Roberts. An award-winning comedy podcast from Maximum Fun, made up of hundreds of stupid podcasts. Listen and subscribe to Sound Heap with John Luke Roberts now. You also mentioned a fondness for pigeons. Yeah, it was more a sort of guilt for pigeons. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I a couple of years ago, I went to. I went on holiday for a week and I accidentally left my window open and I came back to find my flat was full of pigeons um, and they'd sort of just started nesting in here. And I was... Okay, how many pigeons? At least three. Wow. And when you say... So, well, I need... I just really need you to paint me the scene. Like, where were were they? They they were in the high places. So Mm -hmm. they were on top of the bookshelf, on top of the door, which was propped open, one of the inside doors. Um... They were, yeah, they were on top of the kitchen cupboards. I had to, I sort of, in a panic, chased them out, um, which is quite hard to, you know, you're chasing a pigeon, it's just flying around the flat, getting to more places you don't want it to be. Um, eventually did get them out and then closed the window. And then for the rest of the day, other pigeons kept flying straight towards the window as if they were coming in. And then they'd see me and the look of sort of surprise on the pigeon's face was like, oh, oh no, no, sorry, no, I wasn't coming there. As it like swerved out the way I went somewhere else. Um, and then of course I was cleaning the flat for quite a while, kept on finding droppings in different places. Um, it's clean now. I live in a, I've cleaned the flat since. Um, and yeah, and then I think, I started to, I was watching maybe Mary Poppins or maybe Home Alone 2. I'm not sure which one, but one of the ones with either the, I think she's called the bird woman in Mary Poppins. And then there's Brenda Fricker, who's pigeon, pigeon lady. lady or that's, that's the role. Yeah. And realize this sort of archetype of um, 
woman shown as outcast because <laughs> she likes she pigeons. spends time with mm-hmm. pigeons. Mm-hmm. And I began to feel a bit guilty and thought about how we're representing pigeons in art and that maybe this isn't fair. And then I found out this fact that between 10,000 and 5,000 years ago, we domesticated pigeons. Yeah. And then we let them, then we, then we undomesticated them. Yeah. So they're sort of wandering around. They no longer know how to live in the wild. They don't know why we don't love them anymore. Um, I think they spend time with statues, maybe, because the statues look like people. Oh, and, uh, oh my they're... God, no, stop, stop, wait, stop <laughs> it. So this is it. I just, this no, is, you start you... going down this... Uh... <laughs> That's a really good point. I I have a bit of a a lifetime of like of pigeon hate. I'll be really honest with you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I'm a Londoner. I'm a a dyed in the wool Londoner. So I was raised with the um, ideology that they are flying rats. Um, (laughs) Obviously, since doing this show, I've had lots of people let me know that we domesticated them at some point and then let them go. And I do feel bad for them, but I'm also like, you know, what are you gonna do? The idea that they might stand on statues because (laughs) they look like humans. Because they look like humans. And in their little pigeon brains, they're like, maybe this one will love me. Actually (laughs) makes me... Like, I'm I'm actually, like, just too hormonal to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw... That's so sad. On the same subject, I saw a thing recently that, like, instead of... They're not considered wild. They're just considered feral. Feral, yeah. What's the difference? Well, like like a feral cat, for instance. So feral as in like domestic, but not... Yeah. Like unhoused. Yeah. Like... Yes, like that's... Hard to... Like a feral cat might be hard to catch. Like they're not used to living inside, but like can be easily... So we could re-domesticate the pigeons. Yeah. Yeah, I, there are. I I did make it onto pigeon TikTok a few days ago, and I saw a lot of people with pet pigeons. I do just wonder about the poop. That's my my main question because they look real sweet when you clean them up and give them a square meal or two and bathe them and stuff. They do look really sweet, but I'm just like, do they not just poop everywhere? As you, I mean, you, how long were you cleaning your flat for? Oh yeah, quite a while, and, I, and it, I'd always find it by surprise. Um, I do think that this may be the reason we we did throw them out. Oh no! You, you know, like there's got to be something. Yeah. And if you if you spent like five thousand years trying to get it to use a litter tray, maybe you're going to go. You know what? This is a losing battle. This is a losing battle. Love the idea that we Back all to the wild for you. Try and do it again. We all feel bad. We do it, and then everyone's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, this is this why. is what." It, go ahead and go out. It's <laughs> <laughs> like every five thousand years, a new group of humans try to domesticate <laughs> pigeons, and then realize why the previous group aren't domesticating. <laughs> I didn't realize there would be poop everywhere. Oh, yeah. they are sweet though. But you know, technologically. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was. I went to say technology, and then opted for technologically in the middle so it sounded really weird <laughs> um, but um technologically we're probably at the stage where we could build little drones mm-hmm. of, with litter trays on to catch the poop <laughs> we are it mm. follows their butt around wherever they go is what i'm imagining yeah <laughs> yeah yeah That's, but i um... swear do pigeons <laughs> do they poop while moving is my question or do they poop while perching mm. i think Either way. But I, again, that's a hunch. I'm, yeah. I'm not a scientist. 
because because if they were if they only pooped while because per- just thinking about it, mm. I have never been pooped on by a pigeon personally, for which I am grateful. I know it's yeah. meant to be good luck, but I'm just like. No, it That's isn't. just That's a, a thing we say to people so they don't feel bad for having poop on their shirt. But exactly. Like all the, it's not good luck when I have to go and wash my hair because I'm not pooping <laughs> it. Um, but I've never been, everyone I know that's been pooped on has never been pooped on just like while strolling. It's always while walking under a tree, mm-hmm. walking under a bridge or something, which leads me to think maybe they only poop while perching. So maybe we could have like mm-hmm. perch litter trays you see what i mean so uh it's possible that and again i'm not a pigeon scientist i don't Mm, know this mm, mm. it is possible that the they just spend most of their time not flying and so that's why most of the also true yeah we would have to speak to a a pigeon professional not we could speak to a pigeon (laughs) we would have to speak to a pigeon to ask these questions (laughs) They do seem. And actually, if you were speak, if you managed to speak to a pigeon, you, that wouldn't be the first thing you ask. You'd really have to like that'd be so rude. What would be the first thing that. you would ask Ooh. if you could speak to a pigeon? I'd say, well, I, I first of all, I'd say, how are you? Mm-hmm. And secondly, I'd pr- it probably wouldn't be a question, but I'd say, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to know their favorite food hmm. because I, they get a lot of. I feel like human scraps, and I wonder if I have strong preferences. If they're like, are, do they love French fries or are they sick of them? Mm. So mm. I'd, I'd get into that pretty fast, I think. Yeah. I just. But you'd have to explain what French fries right. were. Like the whole the, teaching the penguins to speak, True. and then you get to the point when they then the vocab has to be built so that they can. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm imagining a fully realized pigeon at this point. Oh, okay. You've already right. You know, Somebody else has done the legwork. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're a guest on the podcast because this pigeon is so incredibly right. well spoken. Absolutely, <laughs> just the really eloquent pigeon. Yeah. That's, that's, who, that's who we have. I would want to know. I would, I would, I would want to know about like wh- where they like to sleep best. Like, what is it with you guys and and bridges and tunnels? Like, is that a vibe for you? Mm. Do you prefer a rain gutter? You know, what mm. are the what are the good spots? You know, in pigeon land, what are the coveted spots that? Everyone's fighting over what's prime pigeon real estate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're right; they do like bridges a lot. Yeah, they do, don't they? And like your house, like why? I would have so many questions about the for the pigeon squatters. Like, I would really just want to know, like, how they got in there. Did they? Because mm-hmm. and then you were saying other pigeons were turning up. Like, did they just get word around? Like, hey, really great party at this place. You know, come on, yeah, come on down. So of the, they do perch on the roof mm-hmm. and I'm on sort of a top flat mm. and this was just a bit lower. So part of me thinks like, was it just that tiny bit easier to get in here? <laughs> yeah. Or was there something about being protected with a, mm. you know, a roof over them? I don't really know. Yeah. Telling about, you know, I presumably you've spoken about this, the crows telling other crows about people they don't like. Maybe we haven't. I ha- I did no. watch a video recently on this, but yes. So crows remember faces, human faces, mm-hmm. but not only that. So if they, if somebody, there was a some kid throwing stones at a crow, and the crow re- not only remembered but told the other crows, and then all these crows were harassing him whenever he um, went out. I knew, I knew 
that that was an orchestrated cat attack against me and the cat that time that we went out. Yes. Didn't I say this? Didn't I say it? So, oh my God, I feel so vindicated because Michael was like, you're being really paranoid. I knew I wasn't paranoid. John Luke, some context. I have a Bengal cat. I, I, I have a Bengal cat. So uh, I, I take her on walks um, sometimes when the weather is nice. And one time we went on a walk and we were out in Peckham and uh, we were in the park walking the cat. And it started with one crow kind of flying a bit closer to flying away, cawing. Um, my cat kind of gave a little growl, a little hiss, the crow flew away. Then another crow came, then another crow. And in the end, we had to pack up the cat into her carry case and run because I was honestly being dive bombed by crows. And I was just like, it felt like something out of a horror movie. It felt like it was like birds. I felt like to be Hedron, like I wasn't prepared. <laughs> and I was like, that was coordinated. Like they they went around and rounded up their posse and came for us. And my partner was like, don't be silly. They probably all were coming over in that area for a reason already and saw us and thought to scare off the threat, blah, blah, blah. But it was so coordinated. That's like the only other, only word I have for it. It was so coordinated. Um, Crow-ordinated. Oh, thank right, you. And that's exactly right. what it was. It was crow-ordinated. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that sounds ten. terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it was quite scary, yeah. But it was it was more... It was less scary because it was lots of crows and more just because I was like... They've, they've, they've had a chat and come for us. It just mm. felt so sentient. I was like... What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so these crows, how, do you know what the time span between seeing the boy and then oh. coming for this boy again? I do was? not. I would love Very to. I hear facts like... I like and then I recite them without remembering all the details. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently, um, meerkats, I think, do a similar thing. Is it meerkats or is it... Some, one of the small, like, deserty type rodents do a similar thing. And they have, like, a whole little language... And they will, like, see someone and identify them and have, like, a distinct little, like, chirp sound for that person to be able to tell, like, everyone, like, that's that's who's coming. Like, scary red shirt guy is coming. Everyone hide. Or it's like, oh, that person that just walks by, like, we're all safe. They have, like, little warning signals for the people they do and don't like. I can't remember if the meerkats are not, though. So has somebody... um deciphered the warning signals they know yeah. what they mean i think like that oh, wow. there was like a, a huge they had like a pool of thing like study done and they were like analyzing every single one and like i don't think they fully were like we understand everything they're saying but they were able to tell like there were some that were so distinct that it was like yeah every time this person comes this is the sound that is associated with this person which is pretty cool mm. Mm. yeah that's so cool. So it's also a little bit like, what do they all know? And what are they telling their friends? It seems kind of gossipy, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I love a good well, gossip. Well, you know, though, whisper like... networks, are only, they've always existed. They're, they, they're quite useful. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, a little gossip is, you know, it, it's, a, it's a sensible way of spreading information, in my opinion. It's like, watch out <laughs> for this dude. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you know I mean? women yeah. safe for a long time. It, exactly. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, no, I'm convinced they know everything that's going on and they just don't want to pay taxes. They're just the like, and crows. The crows, the meerkats, right. all, yeah. all, all of them. Everyone. They're just like, we have you all figured out, but you guys have invented 
systems that don't make sense. So we're just going to chill. <laughs> so they're actually much cleverer than us because they're clever enough to to yeah. avoid all the burdens that come with um, this. Absolutely. Pretty smart. Yeah. 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 Like we could have your technology, but it seems like it makes you quite miserable. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to fly around, actually. They're like, occasionally give you a stone in, in exchange for whatever yeah. you're willing to give me. Yeah. Or poop on your head and let you think it's good luck. <laughs> God, you'll never believe what these humans believe. <laughs> I told them it's good luck. <laughs> um, John, look, before we ask you our, our final question, you have a new podcast coming out. I do. Will you, will you tell the people about it? I will happily. Uh, it's called Sound Heap. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's joining Max Fun very shortly, February nineteenth, I think. The first season we did a couple of years ago. Um, it won the BBC Audio Drama Award for Best Sketch Comedy. Oh. It's um, yes, that was nice. It's nice to win an yeah. award. But what I found is it didn't fill the hole. So that's the lesson I learned. <laughs> it, yeah. the, the lack remains. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a podcast made up of too many podcasts. There's a uh, fictional podcast network called Soundheap and this is the taster they put out every couple of weeks of little bits of all the different podcasts on the network and so we get loads of different guests in and improvise uh, different stupid podcasts with the names like describing pretzels to Peter who's never seen a pretzel and um, what else have we got? We've got loads of them. There's like, if you had a cupboard in your lower back, what would you keep in it? Oh. And then, yeah, it's quite, it's not a bad question. No, actually, that's from a doing really that, good question. It could, you, you could do a half hour on that. Um, <laughs> what, wait, what would you keep in your lower back? Cupboard? Oh, I, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm saving this for my yeah, you podcast. Guys, you gotta you, listen to find you out. don't get it. <laughs> and actually, what you've revealed is, oh, yeah, I've been asking people that question and not one moment have I thought, oh, I wonder what I would put in my lower back. <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's 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 coming. It's um, wonderful. It's fun. I really like it. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. hopefully, people will too. Uh, well, people have liked it so yeah, far. I was but, say, you know, we've been away, and you never know—you might come back, and no one's interested anymore. Yeah. Well, mm. I think it sounds great. Yeah, that's Thank hilarious. You. I'm I'm very on board for this. And I think you know the BBC Brilliant. liked it, and that's that's a pretty good start. They did. Yeah. yeah I mean, yes, they did. <laughs> Not David. If it had been David Attenborough himself, I'd have been delighted. Oh. That's the that's the person I'd really want a, a rubber stamp from. Yeah, it's like he is David, the BBC. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, he is. He's he's all that's good about the BBC. He is. That's um, so true. Oh, that yeah. Good. Such a nice voice. Um, Such a nice voice. Okay, so now time for the hardest question we ask on the show, which is: mm-hmm. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Yeah. So, I, I have an answer for this, but first, like the answers, I don't. I've not. Got, the first one I, I thought was I ought to say pigeon, mm-hmm. but it's only out of sense of duty right. or you know trying to repair things. That's not what I truly want. <laughs> I think the most sensible answer would probably be a dog, mm-hmm. because it seems like a really nice life if you're you know with a loving family and you you can sleep a lot and um, you know do things you enjoy. Or a cat, actually. I mean, that seems pretty delightful. Uh, and you've got more independence as a cat, of course. Definitely. You can follow your whims and be loved for being an otter. <laughs> um, but I think the thing is, my gut says otter, and I don't really know why. My gut says otter. I think I'd I, I'd love to be an otter, splashing around, yeah. um, doing ottery things with other otters. That seems 
That seems nice. It really yeah, does. They have good like they have good lives too, I think, otters for the mm-hmm. most part. They have that special mm-hmm. rock, right? Yeah, they do yeah, like they rocks, have, they, I think they? they all carry their one little special rock. And I think that alone yeah. is really nice. And, and they hold hands so they don't drift away when they fall asleep. Yeah, that's sea otters, isn't yeah. it? Is it? That's, yeah. Is it sea yeah, otters? I love that. That's lovely. Yeah, it isn't does it? look lovely. And you know what? I think I could be happy with just a rock. Yeah. Just a rock and some other otters. That's That seems yeah. like a good life. Yeah. And it's, I feel like as humans, we already do that. Everyone's got a rock collection, at least a small one. Yeah, yeah, just ours are like CDs and stuff. Yeah. Oh, all, all <laughs> rocks. Yeah, all, all, all rocks. rocks. Yeah, yeah. I just feel, we all have that yeah. inclination. I feel like even if you don't take them, sometimes Definitely, you see yeah. it and you go, well, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I could just have yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> take mm-hmm. that and that could be mm-hmm. my little rock. And then you ask the beach whether it minds you taking <laughs> yeah. it. And then, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you take it and then you feel guilty and then you return it to another <laughs> beach. Um, this might just be me. No, and then it's forever um, unhappy, though, because it's like, well, you took me from my beach. Yeah, I don't yeah. belong with these other rocks. But it's too late oh. at that point, because if you go back and look for that rock, it's gone. you're not going to be able to work out which rock it even Mm-mm. is. No, true. No. And then in, in the, I was going to say not too distant, but actually, I mean, in the distant future, it will just be sand. Oh, wow. It's a bit like the, um, the Rose and the Little Prince, if you mm. ever read that book. He has a special rose. Oh, guys, oh. you've got to read The Little Prince. You can't invest in a rose. That's not a long-term thing. Well, that's what it, the story's about, uh, though. That he has the most beautiful prince. rose of all the little roses <laughs> in all what the world. Because, like, because it's his. You to fail there, right? Like, yeah. you got to find out. I'm not going to okay. spoil you... the ending of this classic oh, children's oh. book. Oh, was it a magic rose or something? Or was he magic because he was royal? Is it propaganda? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty actually uh it speaks pretty lowly of most royalty in that book. Okay. Um he's okay. just a special, board, special little prince. Um Oh, I'm really sorry. Can I quickly tell yes. you why I think we should replace the head of state in the UK with a tortoise? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh my god, yes. yes. Right. We don't so there's some argument that you need to invest the like power of the state in some figure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's why the king or whatever uh, and the the argument against having a presidency is because you end up with a president you don't like um, or voted for by something about. So you get a so tortoise. God forbid you have a king you don't like. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we exactly. You can't do anything. But, so, yeah. and it's the mm. perfect time now because they're getting more unpopular. Um, so get a tortoise. Mm-hmm. You can vote on the tortoise from a selection. Then you have the tortoise there. Tortoises live a long time. So uh-huh. you get the longevity you get from a, a potentially get from a monarch. Um, tourism, which is one of the arguments, for, but that's not going to suffer. If you know there's a tortoise in those castles and things, you're going to go and see the tortoise probably you, more definitely than you're going to go and see an old man. Oh, yep. ma- tortoise king over Charles, Hundy P. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Also, a tortoise can't interfere in the politics. It can't, it can't write its stupid letter saying, I think you should do this with those buildings. Because uh, it's a tortoise, yes. it can't write. Mm-hmm. So it just yes. gets to stamp the things that the government of, of the people have decided. Yes. Little tortoisey. Uh, yeah, what are they called? Legs. Legs? Yes. Huh? Yes. Um, <laughs> and and you also you can you can have fun, you can decide whether you put the crown on the shell right. or on the little tortoise head. And that seems fun. Or both. Or both. Oh, yeah. Two crowns. Two crowns. Yeah. Two crowns. Yeah. Although actually if you put it on the head, it's gonna fall off every time. Yeah, I was just thinking when it tucks <laughs> in, it knocks off. Yes. <laughs> but that's quite funny. It is. I'd love it if yeah. every, if the coronation ended with that. I um, Even just like as a cartoon premise, I think that's a great thing to continue mm-hmm. to happen to a, a king tortoise. His crown's always yeah, falling absolutely. off. Yeah, 
Um, I um, I so agree with this. Yeah, I right. would. Please spread the word. Also, I will. I really like, will. As a when I was a tourist in London, I had no interest <laughs> in going to see the Buckingham Palace. But if there was a tortoise, mm-hmm. yeah, I would have been there immediately. First stop. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I, care. I was. I misheard you, and I didn't think you said when I was a tourist in London. I thought you said when I was a tortoise in when London. When I was a tortoise in London. So famously, well, that's, that's best a great to travel in disguise. Book, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, there is a uh, in a little town here in California called Idlewild. The mayor of the town is a golden retriever named Max. So there's precedent. There's precedent. <gasps> there really mm-hmm. is. And it seems like everybody's so pretty good. happy with that decision. I think everyone's like, yeah, it should probably just be a dog. Hmm. He he makes... Yeah. He wears a little bow tie also. So you know he's he means business. Did he get elected? Was it democratic? Or did it... Is he just a kind of... I think he did. Figure? But then... And now I think it has become like... You know, I actually think we're on like the third Mayor Max. Oh, so- so, oh, okay. I was going to say right. it's the same one that he's, he's just despotic and he's changed the rules yeah. to keep himself in power <laughs> yeah. for more than one term. Yeah, if you put it like that, maybe it's a problem. Mm. Mm. I, I think if we have unelected officials, I'm okay with them being animals and cute. I'd, yeah, yes. I'd rather they were animals than... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love that. what we have at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, as a threat, I'm not coming back until there's a tortoise for a king. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. That's a good... Yeah, I hope they're listening. The <laughs> I do as well. <laughs> I hope the deep state is yeah. listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was so fun. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you. I've had a lovely time. Um, okay, Alexis, yes. if you have a cupboard in your lower back, what are you putting in it? I really have been thinking about this the whole time since I got brought yeah, up. Yeah, me too. And I'm, me too. I it's I think it's a boring answer, but I think it's true that it is like just like a like a snack. <gasps> That's good. Yeah. That's good. I just I um think it's practical. What what snack are you talking about? I think thinking? I just want something like a like a trail mix package of like mixed nuts or something like something that like when I'm like, oh no, like I forgot to eat because I'm I'm not a breakfast person. And so mm, mm. often I will be at a place and go, oh, we're not going to eat until 3 p.m. And I didn't have breakfast. So if I've got my little trail mix pack in my lower back, yeah. I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. What That's about you? really good. Um, I am someone that every time I leave the house, I leave the house three times. Yeah. Because I always forget one of the following things. Um, my keys, my engagement ring my inhaler mm-hmm. my, or my phone charger so i would just have those in my backpack yeah. all or, oh and my like card and oh yeah stuff. so like i would just have like that pack permanently always it would be like forever. a permanent fanny pack for you yeah that i i would really benefit from that yeah <laughs> um like and, i was thinking yeah, I was like, would... oh i like the idea of a funny answer but i do there's something about like well no i I need that. I want a little no practical pocket. Totally. Yeah. Also, we, Elle and I continue to talk about it. Uh, we're very into tortoise for 
almost any position of power. Yeah, I really, particularly if you're, if it's unelected. Like, yeah. Because you don't have to do an election every 100 and, you know, you don't have to choose a new one every 150 years. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Yeah. You know. I'm honestly so, fine with them replacing a lot of elected officials also, though. Yeah, actually, that it's is true. It's all pretty like, scammy anyway, so. It is. And, like, most of our elected officials currently are, like, absolute shit. Yeah. So, I actually would prefer a daughter's. Yeah. Like, not to name names, but most presidents mm. could be a tortoise yeah. and ha- do a better job. That's all I'm saying. Totally. Like, not to name names, but Rishi Sunak, Liz Truss, <laughs> David Cameron, <laughs> Boris Johnson. <laughs> Pretty much, m- when I say most, I mean most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know you do. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> I don't know, just most. I'm, I'm, I'm really on board for King. King Shelley. Yes. Uh, I love it, honestly. King Shelley would be so cute. And they have such a look of wisdom that I do trust their opinion if they are going to make any choices for me. I agree. I agree. (laughs) Wise wise tortoise. Wise tortoise. Like if if a tortoise doesn't like someone, I agree. Like there's something wrong with that. That's that's probably a rotten apple. For sure, yeah. So, yeah. Um... Send us your stories. If also, especially if you've got tortoise stories, um, yeah. Send us them. Or if you think a different animal would make a better monarch, yeah, I'm open to your hearing or reasoning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so send those over to comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. Join us on Discord. Join us on Instagram. Yes, yes. And um, I think that's it. Yeah. Have a great day. I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ellen McLeod. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.